Okay, glad to be here, guys. I always enjoy doing this, and I'm grateful for the opportunity to get to do it. Thanks, Mom. I appreciate you pouring into me, uh, both Mom and Dad. I appreciate that a lot because, you know, it, it takes an army to raise a kid. What takes a, what's the saying? Is it takes a, takes a village. Okay. Well, our house was basically like an army boot camp, so no. Now, my parents are great. Uh, all right. So last time, I believe, we talked about the taskmaster of the flesh, just part two of that. Today, we're going to talk about, uh, well, last week, we talked about it's time, and it was a Kairos moment, okay? And, you know, in the past couple of weeks, we went and watched um, Come Out in Jesus' Name. If you haven't seen that, you need to go watch it. I mean, you absolutely need to go watch that movie. Uh, that wasn't our introduction to deliverance. We've been doing deliverance here in this church. If you didn't know that, um, been offering that for probably a couple of years now. And uh, so she talked about it's time. We went out to watch Come Out in Jesus' Name, and the Lord's been showing some people some prophecies, and it's really been pulling this church to to really blow up this deliverance ministry, and and people need it. So we're we're really going to be trying to uh, expand it and get it to as many people as we can. If you've ever been through it, which I hope that number of people that has been through it, you know, really goes up after hearing this message. But if you've ever been through it, you know how important it is. And you say, why in the world did I, where has this been my whole life? You know, <clears throat> I went through it myself and uh, I was really reluctant, you know, before I get into all this, I was really reluctant to do it. I was like, I don't really know, you know, I don't really, I don't need to. And you know, even being in church my whole life, I mean, I was in this church when I was in the womb, okay? This is, this is all I know. And uh, even with all of that, you still pick up stuff in your life that, you know, doesn't need to be there. And so I was carrying around stuff. I went into that, deliver I went into that room to get deliverance, and I went for something, you know, over here, and I didn't realize there was even all this other stuff. That just, that, I was like, I didn't even know that was bothering me. I didn't realize I had so much unforgiveness towards somebody that had wronged me or whatever. And I didn't realize I had this going on. But when you really take an internal look, you oftentimes find stuff you weren't planning on finding. Because we do a good job of distracting ourselves from how we really feel. We do a good job of distracting ourselves from what's going on on the inside. And we hardly ever take an account uh, it's one thing we do in CRs. We take an account of yourself, and uh, it, it can be, it's a, not even it can be, like I'm, un, I'm underselling it. It's a life changer, okay? It is a life changer. All right, it's time to get delivered. That's what this is going to be titled today. Write that down in your notes. So I'm going to go through what deliverance is, why you need it, who needs it. Um, I'm going to throw a lot of scriptures at you, just so you know that this isn't some half gospel we're trying to preach to you. I'm going to bring as much biblical proof as I can during this first part, and then uh, we're going to talk about the signs of being, you know, what it means to be demonized, what, what that means. We're going to talk about how it is in the world right now, and uh, how the world is just full of demons, and uh, we're going to do all that before we talk about how to get, how we're going to get delivered. So I... I want to just lay the groundwork of what all this is before we talk about how and, and you know, scheduling you an appointment and, you know, doing self-deliverance at your house. Let's just talk about what it is first, okay? So, I, I'm very structured. My notes are like, like lined up exactly how I, but I'll tell you what, you get up here and do that and the Lord starts talking to you and you, it's like it goes out the window. So, I just waste a couple of hours every week. All right, what does it mean to get delivered? Uh, the definition of deliverance or to be delivered is the action of being set free or rescued, okay? In Christianity, it means to be set free or rescued from demonic spirits or, or, or demons or devils or whatever you want to call them, okay? You don't have to be afraid of those words. It's not a bad word in church. I'm going to say demons a hundred times tonight. It's, it's, it's okay, okay? If you feel a little, it's all, it's all right. I wasn't meaning like anything spooky. I just meant like if you're just kind of like, oh, he said that word. It's okay, guys. Just get the taboo out of the way. All right. Why should you get delivered? If you want to get set free or rescued, why should you get set free or rescued, get delivered? Oh, well, because you can be. 
Okay? We do it because we can. Jesus tells us to do it. If we didn't have the opportunity for it, there'd be no point in talking about it. But we're going to go right into some scripture. Jesus tells us to do it. Let's go to Matthew 10 and 1. Okay? And when he had called his 12 disciples to him, he gave them power over unclean spirits. Okay? Some translations say against unclean spirits. It's the same difference. Is that me? I mean, I know that's me, but is that... Okay. Over unclean spirits or against unclean spirits to cast them out, okay? I'm really focusing on power over the spirits and to cast them out, O-U-T, okay? And to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. Go to Matthew 10, 7, and 8. Okay. And as you go, preach saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons freely you have received freely give cast out okay all right jesus didn't come on this earth and give you and me the power for us to cast out demons for us to refuse to use it and just be defeated every day okay he gave it to us for us to use it he's already won the victory for us okay it's ours we just got to use it we got to go get it i'm so sorry guys this i'm telling you this thing's you got to be a pro to use it my dad's a pro that's why i never have any problems with it okay Anyway, he didn't come on this earth just for, to, and give us this gift for us to not use it, okay? It's, if he gave it to us, and he, I mean, he's already, we already got two scriptures in the Gospels, you know. The Gospels aren't all that long. There's, there's not a ton of time in the Bible where Jesus is alive. So every word he says during that time is really important, especially the red letters. I mean, they are super important, okay? So... Casting out demons. It gives us the authority to do it. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, and all that stuff. People get really excited about heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead. But when it gets to cast out demons, they just like, they freak out about it. They think it's something, something weird. They think of like the exorcist or Rosemary's baby. It's not that stuff, okay? All right. Freely you have received, freely give. We're not even going to get into that because that gets me fired up. People paying people for this kind of stuff. All right. Okay. Who needs deliverance? Everyone. All right. Everybody needs deliverance. So if you're saying this is a great message for my neighbor, I'm talking to you. Okay. So most people are carrying around at least something, you know, some more than others. Um, I, I don't know about you, but I'm not perfect. I, was, I carry around stuff. Okay. Or I was. All right. Now, it's very likely that sometime in your life, you've opened up the door to some demons, to some demonic spirits, okay? One of the following, and they're not even all listed on here, repetitive sin, some kind of vice in your life, you know what it is, I don't have to go through all what, what these sins are, that you can't put away, okay? Any connections with the occult, um, Secret societies, Freemasons, Eastern Star, that kind of stuff, drug use, generational curses, uh, those are all opportunities. Open doors, okay, in your house, your temple, they're open doors for these demons to, to access you, okay? <clears throat> now, generational curses, the Bible talks about curses. It says that it vis the iniquities visit to the third and the fourth generation, okay? So... Third and fourth generation, that means your grandkids and your great-grandkids, all right? So you've got two parents, four grandparents, eight grand, eight, excuse me, two parents, four grandparents, eight great-grandparents. That's 14 people, okay? 14 people, people that have lived an entire life before you were even born. Anything they did in their life to pick up some of this stuff, okay, that can get passed down to you. All right, 14 people is quite a bit, and even if you got one rogue, you know, I had a great-grandfather that visited a fortune teller, and she told him something terrible, and that right there is absolutely 100% a part of the occult, and even though I didn't do that, and my dad didn't do that, and my, you know, my grandparents didn't do that, there was one out of the 14 that did, and that can come back on me, okay, so that's one reason, even if you think you've been perfect, We've all got family members, all right? So, okay. These actions give the demons and demonic spirits the legal right 
to stay in you, and I mean in you, and oppress you, okay? They're legalists, all right? They are a real stickler for the rules. Now, they go out and sinning. They're not following, you know, what to do, what this thing says, but they, they follow rules. If you give them access and the right to it, they say, well, I'm not leaving, okay? I'm, I've got an opportunity. There's an open door that you, you opened, so I've got the legal right to be here, okay? They pull out that contract say, I got the right to be here. Remember that. They're a real stickler for the rules, okay? We talk about everybody needs deliverance. Now, everybody would really benefit from deliverance. We're going to talk a little bit about Matthew chapter 5 here in a little bit, or excuse me, Mark chapter 5, and we've heard the story of the man who called himself Legion, okay? He said, we are many. There's about 2,000 devils in him. Uh, that man was completely possessed, more than anybody I'll probably ever see. You know, that, whenever we say we're going to go in here and do deliverance or whenever I did it, you know, I wasn't out in a field like this guy was. He was naked, bound up with chains. He'd break them. He'd cut himself. This man was tormented in the worst way. Uh, even that man, Jesus delivered him from, you know, 2,000 demons. So anybody can get deliverance, but it, uh, you don't just want to go into it lightheartedly. Everyone needs to do it, and everybody would benefit from it, but specifically... Saved people need deliverance, okay? And I'll get into why. I'll get into why I'm saying that because if we just went out on the street and started casting out demons, it wouldn't be as good as you think. But saved people specifically need deliverance, okay? Salvation is for the lost and deliverance is for the saved people, okay? Now, your spirit is saved in a moment by grace through faith in Christ Jesus, but you can still carry around baggage that you pick up in your life, okay? And by baggage, I mean demons. You, can, you pick these up, you open up doors in your life, and uh, imagine yourself as a house, okay? The Bible describes it as a temple over and over and over, and that's the best way to look at it. It's a temple. It's a house for something to dwell in. I'm going to get ahead of my notes if I'm not careful, but I'm getting excited. Uh, you can carry around all that baggage. You can pick up demons in your life through open doors, okay? Now, specifically why it is for the saved people. I would say first it's for the saved people. Let's go to Matthew twelve forty three. We already kind of started talking about this. Now, it says, when an unclean spirit goes out of a man, out of a man, he goes through dry places seeking rest and finds none. Then he says, I will return to my house from which I came my house, okay? And when he comes, he finds it empty, swept, and put in order. And then he goes and takes with him seven spirits more wicked than himself. He goes and finds seven more, and they enter and dwell there. And the last state of the man is worse than the first. So shall it be with this wicked generation, okay? There, it talks about they go out, the house is empty, okay? And now that this person is free, this house gets put back in order, gets repaired, it's swept, it's clean, and it's put together. And this demon goes out trying to find rest. And he either finds rest in another house, or he can't find rest in another house. So he comes back to the house that he came from, but he doesn't just come back. He comes back with seven more worse than himself. And my whole life, up until like a couple of days ago, I was like, oh, man, it'd be seven times worse. No, they'll be more than seven times worse because there's eight of them, and the seven others are worse than the original one. So, like, there's no limit to how bad it can be, okay? About as, as bad as you can imagine is how bad it can be. So it's, it's, that's why we don't just go out and start offering deliverance to people that aren't serious about it because uh, if you are going to get empty, you better get full. ASAP. Okay. They'd be worse off if we did it and they didn't get full. And a Christian that does this and doesn't get full, it's, it's bad news for them. They got to, it's just not even good. I don't even want to think about that. Okay, why are they worse off? Because we're dwelling places. They call it a house right there in the scripture. It says, goes back to the house. 
Okay, we're dwelling places for something good or bad. We're a vessel. Something's going to, it's like a vacuum, okay? You can't just have a vacuum in a room, all right? Something, air is going to come in and fill that space, all right? If there's an empty void, something's going to come in and fill it. Our bodies are the same way. Our spirits, our souls are the same way, okay? They're supposed to be a vessel for the Holy Spirit, okay? They're supposed to be a vessel for something good. Let me just show you that, that we are a literal vessel for the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 3.16, do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you, okay? Notice there's a lot of in and out. It's not like the Spirit dwells around you and the Spirit dwells under you and over you and in front of you and behind you. It's the Spirit dwells in you, on the innermost part of you, the Spirit dwells. Okay, verse, uh, 1 Corinthians 6 and 19. We're going to visit this verse a couple of times. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you? It repeats, but that's, I mean, it's not just a one-off scripture. Even then, you still got to listen to it. But over and over, the Bible talks about how our body is a temple for the Holy Spirit. Okay? Mark 5 and 8. Just more proof that we are vessels. Okay? Something's going to be in there. This is the same thing about... Uh, the man called himself Legion. Jesus says to him, for he said to him, come out of the man, unclean spirit. Come out of him. Not come out from behind him or come out from in front of him. Come out of the man. He was in the man. Mark 5 and 13. Just this is the same guy. And at once Jesus gave them permission. Then the unclean spirits went out and entered the swine. There were about 2,000 and the herd ran violently down the steep place into the sea and drowned in the sea. Okay? They went out from him. I can't emphasize that enough because there's a lot of churches today believe that all this stuff is like is just over and it they call they're called cessationist, meaning that it has ceased and we would be what you'd call uh, a continualist or continuationist church and we believe that this stuff's still going on today. Okay? When Jesus gave the great commission that to spread the gospel and do all the stuff, it, it kept going. So why do you pick one little thing about casting out demons and about the gifts of the Spirit and say, well, it actually doesn't go there. It's uh, in between the lines you see where it says to, you know, that it all stops. Uh, it, all that stuff is, is still active today. Okay, how can you go out of something that you're not in? We kind of already went over this, but you go out of your house, you get out of your car, you pull your phone out of your pocket, okay? So when someone receives freedom, if they do not get full of the Holy Spirit, we talked about that vacuum, you know, okay? They're going to be a place for those demons to come back again. An empty house is open to intruders, all right? You're open to robbers and wild animals and anything, especially... An empty house with the doors open. I mean, that's like, that's just free for anybody to come and go however they please. Now, you take that house and you close the doors and you put armed soldiers in there and you pretty much guarantee you're going to be left alone. Okay? At least any trouble you do get won't be matched, won't be able to match what power you have inside of you. Okay. Let's talk about possession versus oppression okay people hear about like oh, that person's possessed or whatever um a christian you you can't be possessed okay you can't be put to put so if i possess this bible i uh, own it it's mine okay i own this bible but you can be well, excuse me i'm getting too far ahead i can't if i possess this i own it okay but like, you can't be possessed by a demon because you're bought for a, you're bought by uh Jesus Christ for a price, okay? 1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20. Or do you not, we already started, but we're going to go back to the last bit of this. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own, okay? We're not our own, okay? We can't just give ourselves, you can't sell your soul to the devil because you're not your own, okay? You were bought at a price. means Jesus owns us therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit which are God's okay we don't own ourselves it's not your body to do with whatever you want and that's a whole nother thing okay you don't just have the right to do whatever you want with your body it's not yours your body is to glorify the Lord 
Okay, you're basically just renting it. Right? This is not your. You don't own this place to do with what you please. You rent this space, basically. Okay, we were bought at a price. Psalm 103. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Okay, he owns us. Isaiah 43 and 1. But know, thus says the Lord God who created, but thus, excuse me, but now thus says the Lord who created you, O Jacob, and he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. Okay, you are mine. We are God's children. We are owned by him. Another, last one, Romans 14 and 8. For if we live, we live to the Lord. And if we die, we die to the Lord. So then whenever, whether we live or whether we die, we are the Lord's. Okay? Just lays it out. The devil doesn't own you. Okay? He can't own you. You're a child of God. Now, they can oppress you. Okay? That does not mean that you're off scot-free. They can still bother you. All right? They can still... Um, come in and stay in your house, okay? They can stay there. They don't own the house, but they shouldn't be there, all right? Someone told me that analogy one time. God owns the house, but something can be in there sneaking around that's not supposed to be there. You open, God may own it, but if you open the door up to something, you can let whatever you want in there. If I, back when I was living at home, my parents owned that house. But if I wanted, while they were on vacation... I said, we're going to throw a big house party, okay? I never did that. Um, we're going to throw a big house party. And I start opening up doors and letting stuff in. Then it's like, oh, yeah, we're having a good time. I'm letting people in. We're going to do whatever. And, you know, there gets to be enough people in there. I may not have control over this house anymore, okay? And then may say, hey, my buddies, the people that are in this house, start inviting their buddies into this house. And this house is so full of people, and they're wrecking things, and they're doing whatever they want. And then I said, y'all got, y'all got to get out of my house. Y'all, y'all can't be doing that. But so, we, we're here, buddy. You let, us, you let us in. Okay? So you open up doors, and you don't know what's going to come through those doors. Okay? Christians can have spirits that are attacking them. Okay? 2 Corinthians 12, 7 and 9. Paul here. Unless I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of the revelations, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I be exalted above measure. He's saying a messenger of Satan, a demon, was basically put on him that because he was having so many revelations, he wrote most of the New Testament, it'd be very easy for him to get prideful. Okay? But... God put a thorn in his side, or should I say allowed this demon to torment him so that he would not become too prideful and too haughty. Okay, so if Paul, who I can promise you is better than every single one of us, wrote most of the New Testament, if he can have a spirit that's attacking him, trust me, all of us can, okay? All right, let's talk about the signs of being demonized, all right? Now, this is not a comprehensive list by any means, but this is a popular one. And just if you have one, you know, that doesn't mean that that's going on. But uh, in my experience, you know, nobody usually just has one of these things. It's usually a few, and those open doors, you leave them long, and that stuff's going to come through, okay? Attacks in your dreams or bad, repetitive nightmares, inability to control your mind and your thoughts you can't control your emotions so you got depression you're just self-loathing fear sadness suicidal ideations being bipolar you've you know you've repented but you still have an extreme desire for sinful things sexual immorality pornography addiction drug addiction alcohol addiction you know sexual confusion homosexuality transgenderism all of that lgbtqia lmnop zyx all of it that's just completely confused, okay? And we're going to talk about that in a second. You can't control your mouth. Gossiping, cursing, burst of rage, hateful speech, blasphemy against the Lord, participation in the occult. That's like a dead giveaway. Any spiritual activity and participation apart from the Holy Spirit, that's not good, okay? The Holy Spirit is the only spiritual activity you should be trying to get in contact with. There's no good spirits out there there's the holy spirit 
Okay, and that's it. There's no, there's no good witches. There's no, all right now, come on now. There is no Christian witch in the Bible. There's familiar spirits that claim to be doing that kind of stuff, but no, all power comes from God. God is the giver of power. The Holy Spirit is our access. Don't go through, if you're trying to get to the power of God and you start seeing detours and shortcuts and you, that's not right. Now that is power, okay? I'm not denying that that stuff's, I'm not saying it's fake. It is real in the sense that there is power in those things. But it's a very dark, evil, terrible power, okay? And it's much less powerful than the Holy Spirit, okay? And infinitely less powerful, okay? They draw you in, these little fakes. They draw you in, but they, they kind of show the flash thing of like, you know, get your fortune told, get your palms read, buy these healing crystals, you know, uh, yeah, all this stuff. Get your uh, horoscope. Get all this stuff. I'm going to start stepping on toes. I, you, think, you think the world is innocent, okay? You think that stuff is not a big deal. But go ahead and travel down the rabbit hole and see, you know what? This is my horoscope, but what does that come from? And where does that come from? And who, who are they getting? You look, it all goes back to the enemy, I'm telling you. Now, I didn't, we didn't always know this stuff, okay? Our family has become... I would say enlightened to to the demonic, to the really the spiritual realm, to all of this stuff. Probably in the last four years, four years or so, and it's completely changed our lives. Okay, we were walking around completely blind to all of this stuff and not understanding why our lives were the way they were, not understanding why we couldn't get freedom. We thought it was just our flesh. We didn't understand any of that stuff. And lo and behold, we had occult objects in our house that we didn't know were a part of that. We had demons that were trying to oppress us. Not just trying, they were successful. Okay? We had generational curses. We had all kinds of stuff in our Christian house. Born and raised Christians. I've been a Christian my whole life. My mom and my dad have. Their parents were pastors. I mean, we're like, you would think we'd have it all lined out. But we had no idea this stuff was out there. That's why I want to share it to you guys so you don't got to deal with what we were dealing with. Okay. Anyway, talking about uh, the signs of being demonized. Participation in the occult. Chronic sickness. Okay. If you're always sick and every time you get better, your leg breaks. Or you're, then you mess your arm up. And then you get, you know, a stomach flu. And then if that's always happening to you, that's... Probably a demon, okay? I hate to just throw it out there, but that's probably what that is, okay? Compulsive behavior, extreme, lesson, extreme restlessness when the Spirit of God moves. If you just cannot help but hightail it out of here when the Holy Spirit starts moving because you got to use the bathroom or you got to get on your phone and do something. You'll find something to do on there. If that, when the Spirit starts moving and there's a, a, a message in tongues given and somebody wants to start preaching from the Word or does anything like that and you just... You just, I just can't stand that preacher. I just got to get out of here. I got something going on. If you've got restlessness whenever the Spirit of God moving, God is moving, guess what? Demons don't like the Lord. And they definitely don't like being in the presence of the Holy Spirit. So they're going to try to hightail it out of here. Okay? An impulse to harm yourself. If you've ever had thoughts of harming yourself, if you've ever actually done it, you know, attempted suicide, all of that stuff. If you're hearing voices in your head, that is not good, okay? That is demons trying to come in and come in and get you to do something you don't need to do, okay? They're trying to entice you. They're trying to tempt you to do something bad, all right? You should not be hearing people talking in your head, okay? You'd be surprised. People say, well, I just thought everybody was like that. I just thought, you know, if it's a generational curse and it's, you know, a generational demon that's passed down, you know, they, they may just think that everybody is like that. They don't understand that what it means to be. They don't even know what it means to be free, okay? We talked to, Pastor Jeremy talked about the elephant a few weeks ago, the big, mighty, strong elephant. From, a, from as young as just a, a baby, okay, they start putting chains on its leg, and they convince that elephant that 
You know, it can never be free. He doesn't even know what freedom is. It's born in captivity, and as early as it can remember, it has a chain on his leg. So plenty of people in here, including myself, at one time, I was just born into it, okay? As early as I knew, I had these things oppressing me, so I didn't even know what it meant to be free. Okay, I come into church every Sunday, and all I can think about is, man, I just, I just can't get my flesh under control. I can't get free. I can't get my flesh. And I, was, I wasn't even thinking free in the sense like I've got demons on me. I was just thinking like I can't stop doing this sin. I can't lay it down. No matter what I do, no matter how many prayer services I attend, how much I read my Bible, it doesn't matter if I listen to only worship music all week, no matter what I do, I cannot get free. Like I just, I, No matter what, I'm going to fail sometime this week multiple times and it's like I can't even control myself okay that's how it was hearing voices in your head paranormal experiences obviously if you're having stuff floating around and breaking magically in your house that stuff is that's a, that definitely is a demon Listen to this. I'll give you a little story. I'm not glorifying the evil at all, okay? We had the power to s- trample on serpents, on serpents and snakes, and we have power over the enemy, okay? We know that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and rulers of darkness, okay? We, I'm not glorifying this evil, but let me just tell you. One girl that used to go to this church doesn't even attend anymore, so there's no, it's not anybody in here. This girl was messing around with some occult stuff, and she was, you know, had a lot of open doors in her, in her life of, of sin that she wasn't closing, okay? And she had really opened up herself to some dark things. She was in her bathroom, and she was, you know, brushing her hair, whatever, and the do- it's a small bathroom. The door is shut behind her. She's home alone, and she's brushing her hair, and her hair just starts to... And not, not like with a balloon, okay? Like out of the shower, wet hair. It's heavy. She's brushing her hair, and it just kind of, and you know what it did? It sent chills down her back, and she called the pastor ASAP and said, something terrible is happening, and this happened to me, and it, it shook her to her core, rightfully so, because she was unarmed with an open house and nobody, no help at all, okay? She was in a bad spot there, and you, you open up doors like that, and that stuff can happen, okay? It's not just movies. All right, I'm going to show you guys a video. Raise your hand if you've heard of Mr. Beast. He's a famous YouTuber. It's going to be young kids that know about him. Okay, this guy is the most famous guy on YouTube, I believe. He's at least one of the top few most famous guys on YouTube. Okay, he's always giving money away to people. He's got this crew with him. And uh, he's got a friend. The young kids have heard about this. He's got a buddy named Chris who's 26. Okay, he's a 26-year-old man married with a child. All right, and his friends, and in all the videos, they've known him as just like a, he's a guy's guy. He loves trucks. He's kind of a country boy. He's, you know, he'd make a lot of jokes that guys make, and he, he was a guy's guy, okay, and married with a child. He was basically me in a, in a few years, just a regular guy, okay? Can we play that video, please? Either way, cool. He's a guy in the middle. Oh, no, their name is Chris. Okay. Okay. Or it is to you. Or, I mean, in a way it is to me. I am Mr. Beast. We are like a legion. We are oh. one. We are many. And we're back. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Dad. Okay. So we're going to play that again in a second, but who noticed... We are a legion, we are, we are one, we are many, okay? That joker doesn't read the Bible. He indirectly quoted a, that's, I was going to say that too. Chris, the 26-year-old guy's guy with a wife and child, has just come out as transgender a few days ago, okay? How in the, answer me this, how in the world is a regular 26-year-old dude not, you know, some raging lib, not uh, raised by lesbian parents, and not, like, not deep in that stuff. Regular guy. How does he decide to leave his wife, leave his son, mutilate his body, and completely change into something he can't be? What, what would possess somebody to do something like that? 
Okay? I, I wrote, when I wrote this down here, I specifically took out possessed because I didn't want to seem like I was making a pun. But it's like, I mean, it's so on the nose that it's hard to not, not say that. Okay? That guy, I can, I mean, guarantee pretty much, 99.99% that that guy, I mean, I don't think he's been faking it for 25 years. Okay? The guy hasn't been, he said, the guy hasn't been faking being a woman. Like, he hasn't just pretended that, excuse me, you can't pretend to be a man when you are a man. He hasn't held that in for his whole life. Something's changed here recently, okay? Matter of fact, people went back on his Instagram or whatever, started looking at photos, and it was like about a year ago. He, they started noticing he was growing his hair, getting the nails done, kind of saying more effeminate things, a little makeup, and it was kind of a slow fade over a year's time, okay? That boy or that man opened himself up to some demons, and they come in there, and what did we say earlier? We said... Let's go back here. Signs of being demonized. An extreme desire for sinful things. Sexual immorality, pornography, drugs, alcohol, sexual confusion. Okay? Demons come in. Demons of confusion can come in and completely mess your mind up. If you have some spirit in your mind telling you, you're a woman, you're a woman, you're a woman, you're not a man, you're, you're wrong, lying to you all day long, okay, that will wreak havoc on you. You'll, you won't know up from down, okay? That guy did not just decide to do that out of nowhere, okay? He opened himself up to dark things and they came in and wreaked havoc on his house. Now he's got a son with no father, literally. Um, a husband, or excuse me, a wife with no husband now and he's, I mean, he's destroyed his, he's going to destroy his body He's been completely confused and just been debilitated by these demons. Okay? Now, I think I've just laid down without a, without a single bit of doubt that demons are real. Okay? They can attack you. They can mess with Christians. Alright? They're real things. I want to talk to you now about getting freedom. Because that's all dark and scary. How do we get out of that? Right? Okay? Alright. So, we're, I'm not going to do deliverance on every single person tonight, okay? But this is something, let this stir your heart up. People will be here to pray with you, and we'll stay here as long as you like. We'll go through deliverance with you. But it can be kind of a process where we, you know, we go in these back rooms, we write it all down, and you gotta, you've spent your whole life bringing, carrying on this baggage and getting it. It takes more than just one word to, to get rid of all of it. So, i also say that. If you're feeling discouraged, if you come up here and say, Lord, set me free, and you walk, you go home and you still have trouble, don't get discouraged, okay? Don't say it's not for you. Don't say, you know, I guess I just don't have any demons because I said one little prayer and I haven't been set free, okay? It is real. You can get deliverance, but don't get discouraged if you come up here tonight and things don't go quite the way you think, okay? All right, we got to repent of our sins. We say, and that sounds, you know, simple, but it can be really hard, but uh, it, it definitely is simple. It's just not easy. Repent of your sin, okay? Turn away from it, all right? Even if you don't think you have the strength to stop it, the Bible says, in our weakness, he is strong, okay? In our weakness, God's strength is made perfect in us, okay? So, even if you don't think you've got the strength to do it on your own, make the choice to make that 180, to repent tonight, okay? Don't say, I'll do it tomorrow because tomorrow never comes, all right? It's just today over and over again, all right? Do it tonight. You know, we're gonna play some music. We're gonna have the opportunity to pray. The Holy Spirit will be moving. You're not gonna wanna do it on a Friday afternoon when you're home alone, okay? You're not gonna wanna go through deliverance when you're weak. Do it and, and schedule it and get it, like decide that you're gonna make that and you're gonna do it when you got your friends around you to, to be there and support you. Okay. Repent of your sin. You got to stop all contact with the occult. Okay. Turn away from your sin. You know what you got to do. I don't got to go into everybody's sins. If you've got Ouija boards in your house, if you've got, if you've been messing with tarot cards and doing palm readings and doing all this new age stuff, if you've been doing that, you got to lay that stuff down like ASAP. I mean, you got to drop it. All right. 
Because that stuff is a direct door into the camp of the enemy. Okay? Yeah, through your phone too. If you've got, well, I've already said I'm not going to get into everybody's sin. But just know your phone can be an open door, a wide open 25-foot gate. Okay? So you've got to get a hold of your cell phone. All right? Make sure there's no unforgiveness in your heart. And you've got to forgive anybody who's ever harmed you or wronged you, okay? Unforgiveness is the number one thing we have trouble with when we try to do deliverance for people. They say, I just can't forgive so-and-so because you don't know what they did to me, all right? Or they say, I can't forgive myself because you don't know what I did, all right? Unforgiveness rots your bones, okay? It doesn't do, it's like drinking poison and hoping it kills the other person, okay? Unforgiveness doesn't do anything to help you. Holding in that hate and holding in that bitterness and that anger, trust me, I know, I did it, okay? I had somebody that treated me bad from the time I was probably in fifth grade to the day I graduated. And that guy gave me heck every single day, okay? And when I graduated, I was so grateful that guy was out of my life. But for several years, until I went in the room and got deliverance, I heard that guy's name, and it would just bring up. Even though I'd, it was over, I hadn't seen this guy in forever. I hear the name, or I think about him, and I would just get a little rumble in my heart. I would just feel a little, mm. I would think about, true story, I would think about how if I, how if I could go back, I would, I'd tell him this. And I, I'd really let that guy have it. And if I saw him, and if I went to Walmart and saw him, I might just punch him in his face. And a lot of anger that I had really deep inside of me, a lot of unforgiveness that I had that I just stifled down. And if you ask me, Bryce, have you forgiven so-and-so? Oh, yeah, I forgive him. Yeah, I forgive him. But in my heart, I'd be like, I mean, I forgive him, but, you know, I just want to kill him. You know, I forgive him, but I never want to ever see him ever again. And if I do, I'm going to tell him off. Okay. I had a very worldly forgiveness. You got to get rid of that unforgiveness. It, it, unforgiveness, forgiving somebody, it's not saying what they did is right, okay? It's, you can recognize what they did is wrong, but it's saying, I give it to you, God. I, re, I release this person for what they did to me. It wasn't right. What they did was wrong. But... I'm not going to hang on to that, God. I give it to you. I release this person. Okay? You can do it. Trust me. You can forgive that person for, no, for whatever they did. As bad as you can think. You can forgive them, and you can forgive yourself. Okay? You've got to renounce the evil things you've partaken in. Okay? Whatever they are. If you've been looking at bad things on the Internet, you've got to repent, and you've got to renounce those things. You've got to... You say, like, I renounce lust. I renounce sexual perversion. I renounce anger. I renounce rage. I renounce hate. I renounce anxiety. Whatever those things are, you got to just come. You got to cut ties with those things, all right? All that stuff, the, the making sure you uh, have no unforgiveness, repenting, renounce, all that stuff is you're, set, you're laying the groundwork, and what you're doing is you're going under those demons, and you're just chopping out their legs out from under them. And you're just. You're priming it up because doing all that, they ain't got a leg to stand on. They're completely, I mean, they're, they're shaking in there, okay? You do all that, and then somebody comes in, and you command those things to leave in the name of Jesus. They come out in Jesus' name. Rage, come out in Jesus' name. Anger, come out in Jesus' name. Sexual perversion and lust, come out in the name of Jesus. And you removed all of their legal right. Remember what I said, demons are legalists. They will stay. They say, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm not leaving because I've got a contract that so-and-so has unforgiveness. I'm allowed to stay here. And I can go, come out in Jesus' name. Come out in Jesus' name. The blood of Jesus is against you. And they say, whoa, 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 whoa. I got this contract. They've got unforgiveness. They haven't repented. I'm allowed legally to stay here. You can't do a single thing. There's not one thing you could say or do to make them leave other than repent and renounce what you've done. Okay? It's, it sounds simple. It is simple. It's just not easy. Okay? Now, if it's so simple, why aren't more people free? Well, nobody believes in the spiritual anymore. 
I've pro- myself included up until the last couple of years. I just don't really believe in it, okay? That stuff was for the Bible days, not anymore. So since nobody knows stuff is spiritual, they don't know they're in spiritual bondage. They don't even, they don't even realize that's what's going on. I, number one right here, that was me. I had no idea I was in spiritual bondage because I didn't understand that the world was spiritual, okay? One-third of Jesus' ministry included casting out demons out of people, all right? But we ignore that. We live in a culture, we talked about this last time I was up here, a culture that glorifies Satan and chastises Jesus. So no, Even if they do realize that they got something dark going on, okay, they don't know who can set them free. They say, I'll get some healing crystals, or I'll get my palm read, I'll get some tarot cards, or I'll go do yoga and, and calm down. Stretching's fine, but yoga is, that's evil, that's of the devil, okay, because it's, you're, you're getting in these positions of, you know, Hindu gods, and you're, when people go, oh, it's a practice of opening yourself up, and you're receiving, but you're not just receiving nothing, okay? You're not receiving good vibes. You're receiving, you're oh, saying, de- you, when you go like that, you're go, saying, demons, come in. Come just live in my house. Now, even if they know Jesus can set them free, they can't hardly find anywhere to get set free. People have been driving. People, you, I'm telling you, if you could, were able to see, like the people that come in here on a Sunday night, we keep it private. We don't go telling people's business. People drive a long ways. What's the longest somebody's driven? You think? A lady drove from Arlington because there's just nowhere to go. There's hardly anywhere to go. That that's because. There's just nobody around, and they're hard to find, okay? So I'm very grateful that God has shown us about this stuff. And it's not like it's, it's, not like it's hidden in the book. I mean, it's right there in the Gospels. Matthew chapter 10, Mark chapter 5. I mean, it's there for us. Okay. A lot of churches just preach a watered-down gospel. They take the serpent stomping, healing, demon slaying, fearless, and loving Jesus... And they make him into a quiet, passive, loving, meaning do whatever you want, and I'll just love you. You, you just do that. I'll just love you, man. I'll just love you. Weak, watered-down Jesus. That's a lot of American churches today. Spiritual deliverance has been blackballed today in a country where science is the national religion. Most people, like I said, including myself, even though I believed in Jesus, I didn't really believe in the spiritual. Everything's just science. You know, actually, it's just a chemical in the brain, and we, they've got it all figured out and lined out perfectly. They don't believe in anything spiritual. A psychiatrist, when they see somebody who's hearing voices and has got ten personalities and says, I am legion, we are many, they say, oh, schizophrenia, it's actually this, and it's a chemical imbalance, and if we give them ten milligrams of this and five milligrams of that and a five-week course, they'll be okay. They don't understand that person is demonized. They have been filled with an unclean spirit, and they need somebody to come in and cast it out in the name of Jesus. These spirits have been around for a long time, way back, okay? Go back to the Aztecs and the Mayans, the Egyptians, Canaanites, Amalekites, Perizzites, Amorites, Philistines. All these people did the exact same things. They might have dressed it a little differently, but what it all boiled down to was worshiping idols and killing their children. What do we do today? We worship idols on our cell phone, celebrities, sports stars. We worship them and we abort our children. More black children die in New York City from abortion than live, okay? It's greater than 50% black children in New York City. Over 50% of them are aborted. We were killing, I think, 60,000 babies a year. Jack, I think you know, was it 60,000 a year? Yeah, about 60,000 babies a year. People think they're doing it for... Now, they won't say this, but they're doing it for themselves. I'm not ready for a baby right now. I'll kill you for my own pleasure. Okay? And they don't realize it, but every time they do that, they're sacrificing their baby to Moloch and to Baal. Okay? Sacrificing to these demons. Why do you think people get so upset when you start saying about, hey... We're killing Roe v. Wade. We're stopping Roe v. Wade. People, I watched a video, a woman, multiple videos, a woman began shrieking. 
I mean, she was manifesting a demon when someone was against Roe v. Wade. Because what does it do? That's a sacrifice. That's, that's their religion. A demon loves child sacrifice. So whenever you try to stop that, you're stopping their bread and butter. Okay, So they'll do anything, and they'll do whatever they got to do to make you balk and back off of what you said. These demons, they, they don't play around. Okay, today is the day to get freedom. I got a couple minutes. I'm closing. They're going to do the best they can to convince you you don't need to do this. However you feel right now, when you walk out that door, I can pretty much guarantee it happened to myself. It's your response that matters. I can guarantee that they're going to say, that's not for you. We're, they're not, we're fine. You, you don't need that. You, are a, you read your Bible. It's just your flesh. You just need to pray. You need only worship music all week. No secular music. I did that. Only worship music all week. But at the end of the day, when the day's over, and you're all alone, then they come back out and play. Okay? But when you walk out the doors, they're going to say, you know, you're good. You don't need that. We're fine. You're a polished, tenured Christian. You dress nice. You got your life together. You don't need to waste your time going through that process. And besides, if you go sign up for deliverance, what are the office girls going to think about you? What if people start showing up for Sunday night prayer and I walk out of that room? They're going to think that I'm like, they're going to think that I'm like, you know, on drugs or something. I can't have that. I mean, I'll, just do, I'll just do deliverance on myself tonight. Not saying you can't do that. I'm just saying... There's power where one can slay a thousand, two can slay ten thousand. Okay? There's power in the name of Jesus. There's power in brotherhood, helping one another. Okay? People will think less of me if I get, go through deliverance. Okay, it's too late for me to get delivered because I've, I've been going to church for forever. That's literally what I said. I've been going to church for 22 years. I can't just be signing up for deliverance because then people are going to, you know, I'm the pastor's kid. I'm up there playing the guitar. I don't want people thinking that I'm, you know, doing something bad. Because what I do is not all that bad. I told myself that too. And even though I had laid down the stuff I was struggling with, I had a pornography addiction. I was struggling with it for forever. Okay? Laid it down, and I was able to stop doing that. But I hadn't gone through deliverance yet. And... I walked around every day just getting beat up all day long. Walked around just getting, God, just getting wore out. I remember sometimes my mind would just get going against me. It'd be a, a thought out of nowhere that I didn't ask for, I didn't plan, I didn't seek out. A thought would come in to do this thing, to look at this thing. And I would have to attack it with Scripture and, and repeat the Psalms that I had gone in and memorized and do all this stuff. Oh, and I'd get victory. But I'd be like, oh my gosh, man, that was so close and so hard. And what it was is I had a demon on my back that every chance he could get, he knows where I am, he knows where I'm weak, he's always there with me, and he, he knows when I'm going to struggle. Boom, he's going to get me. He's going to try to make me fail. And he can get, I can resist 9 out of 10, but he knows if he can just keep pushing, he'll get me. I thought it was just my flesh. Because I've been a Christian too long, I don't need to go through deliverance. And I, this is when I knew about deliverance. This is when pe people, my mom asked me to sign up. As not, she didn't ask me to sign up. She asked me to help. Bryce, we really need you to help in this deliverance ministry. I was like, okay, okay, okay. Well, I don't know. And I, I kept putting her off. I was like, I don't know. That's, music's my ministry. I don't need to do that. I just That's not for me. The Lord's called me to do music, and that's it. And... Lo and behold, those demons did not, that were inside of me didn't want me to go through deliverance. They definitely don't want me to put other people through deliverance. Just my flesh. I'll get through it on my own. I want you guys to have every advantage you can get. I want you to have every tool in the toolbox, every arrow in the quiver. I want the that gun to be full of bullets, okay? I want you all to have all the weapons you can have. Reading the word is a weapon. Coming to church is a weapon. Being free from demons that are beating you over the head, that's a weapon. That's a big weapon. Okay, guys, don't leave today without talking to somebody. Okay, and if you're, if you're come up here and pray, we got an 
outstanding prayer team that will pray with you. And they're not scared to do deliverance right here. Um, there was a guy the other day, I'm not going to call him out, who right here, first time coming to this church, was able to receive deliverance. The first time. You know, you know what he did? You know what it took for that guy first time to get deliverance? He had to lay his pride down. And it's like the longer you go to church, the more pride you get, you know? And you come up here and like, I'll pray and I'll worship and I'll just, I know how to look it and I know how to speak the beautiful prayers. But by golly, I am not about to just snot and cry and let somebody put me through deliverance because I'm a very polished Christian. Don't be afraid of it, guys. God's got the freedom in there for you. No one here, I've, I've never seen anybody judge somebody for getting freedom at the altar. I've seen people get jealous of it because they don't have the, they have the ability, but they won't let themselves lay their pride down to get freedom. How much is your pride worth, really? Lay it down. Come in here and get freedom. It's already paid for. Just come get it. Now, if you're too shy to talk to somebody, and if you're too shy to come up here and pray, you're not out yet. We have the Covenant Church app. The QR code is in the hallway. <laughs> Click on the Covenant Church app. Go to the hub. Scroll down. It's at the very bottom. It says the hub. Scroll down to the D section. Deliverance schedule request. We're open Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and Sunday night. And if you call me, I'll be here Saturday night too. We're open and we'll get you in ASAP. We got a team of people ready to help. If you're try tired of trying to do things on your own, if you're tired of getting beat up every week, freedom is here for you. Just come get it. Okay? That's all I have for you guys. Thank you. Everybody right now, why don't you bow your head and why don't you say, Lord... You don't have to do this out loud. House slides down. We're we're gonna we're gonna respond for just a second. I know it's a little late, but Lord, show me what you are trying to deliver me from. Father, show me what I'm living with that you died for me to be free from. Because I don't want to walk through the rest of my life. This is what you can say. I don't want to walk through the rest of my life missing out on something that you thought was important enough to die to give me it can be sickness it can be bitterness it can be strife it doesn't have to just be a terrible what you consider terrible it, it could be something small it could be something minor so here's what I'm going to ask I want to give a chance if there is somebody that wants to come I want you to come and I'm going to ask everybody to please honor my words here I do know we have a bus that runs and I know we have to get kids if you're going to go, I ask that you do not speak at all in this sanctuary, okay? This is going to stay for prayer. I ask you to quietly go out because I do want to give a chance for someone that comes that wants to come, okay? So if you need to go just discreetly, go quietly. But if you do want prayer, I'm going to ask Bryce to come and stand up here. <clears throat> then I want... I want you to come at this time. Legs, why don't you sing? You make the you can come if you want.
make the move today, okay? If you leave today and don't do it, and I, if you walk out here, there's no, I'm not judging you. I don't know your business. If you leave today, you're only going to continue the cycle, and that will only take you deeper and deeper and just give you more hurt. Lay it down today. You can get freedom now. You don't have to wait six months and hit rock bottom. You can get it today, okay? Free shipping and handling is right there, okay? Come get it, and you won't regret it when you go home tonight, okay? That's all I'll leave you with. If you don't come up here, I'm not thinking anything of anybody. I just don't want anybody to have to go home carrying something that Jesus Christ died on the cross to take away from them, okay? I love you all.